Your mind, emotions, and body are instruments, and the way you align and tune them determines how well you play life. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of HEAL. Today, we have Nicola Mercer, who is a transformation health coach. She helps support busy working women. Hi, Nicola. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. How are you, Liz? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for your interest in jumping on our podcast. And I'm excited to hear your story because after reading your bio, I wanted to I wanted my audience to hear your story because I think a lot of us are stuck in a job perhaps or or in a career that we thought was perfect for us at one time, or maybe we're finding something new and different and we're like, I think I need something new and different. Um, so tell us your story. Tell us about how you became a health transformation coach. Yeah, so I've got a long corporate background. I worked in corporate for about 24 years. And for almost all of that time, 20 years, I worked for Nike. Oh, cool. So obviously a really big global brand and a sports brand. And last year I was made redundant. So I just celebrated my 20 year anniversary and wow. then found out that my job was gone. How did that feel? Let's go, let's, go, <laughs> let's go back to that day and just relive that. <laughs> my um, God. It had been a bit of a gradual process over a very short period of time, maybe only a couple of months of knowing that there was a big restructure coming and there was going to be lots of change and impact. But on the day that I found out that my job was no longer going to be there and the changes that were affecting the department I was part of, it felt really scary because... Obviously, I'd worked there for 20 years, so right. I'd been kind of conditioned, if you like, you know, to being part of that um, company and culture but also I was the main earner in my home and family so it was really scary to think about what might come next and mm -hmm. you know we were still very much in the midst of the COVID pandemic and lots of things you know were uncertain with um, where we were going with the pandemic and the performance in lots of different businesses mm -hmm. and sectors so thinking about what I might do next was yeah absolutely terrifying to be quite honest and I didn't have a plan B I, there no. was nothing well I mean 20 years I've in a career I, yeah 20 years in a career you feel like I might be here forever and and if you don't feel that way maybe you, you're like I have this great experience with this big global brand I can move to somewhere else easily you know thinking that yeah well I actually had quite the opposite type of thoughts because <laughs> I was approaching 45 and I live in the northeast of England, as you might be able to tell from my accent. <laughs> and, you know, working for Nike was amazing. They were a brilliant company to be part of. But where I live in the northeast of England, there are very few big companies and brands who uh -huh. would, you know, compare to what Nike were. And being the age that I was, I also told myself that it was going to be really hard to get a job and compete against, you know, the younger generation that would probably be going for similar types of roles to what I would be. So 
you know, initially I was full of negativity because I thought, how am I going to find a job like the one I've got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very difficult and stressful type of role. But at the same time, it was a, a great job to have and to be part of such a brand as Nike. So, yeah, there was just lots of uncertainty and worry and definitely lots of self-doubt there because I was very much, you know, in a comfortable zone. Right. Having been there for 20 years and feeling a bit like part of the furniture and having a lot of respect (laughs) from the people who were there. And, you know, that time served did carry with it a lot of respect from people who were part of the company. So the thing about starting again was yeah pretty petrifying to be quite honest yeah and I also you know just worried about the type of work that I would do and finding something that was gonna fulfill me in yeah so I was gonna ask you were you at the point where you were like I want something new and different or did you were you just sort of like I'll take whatever I can find because we could go either way really yeah yeah I think um what had happened and I'm sure we'll come on to this was I'd had some pretty big life-changing events happen in a very short period of time so really kind of 18 20 months before the redundancy which had already kind of started my mind off on a bit of a process of thinking I need to change something because the way I'm living my life just isn't a way that I want to be living it I'm not fulfilling you know the things that I want to be able to to achieve Nicola do you feel okay do you feel okay sharing a little bit about those those changes yeah yeah definitely um so I'd lost my mom really suddenly in 2019 in the late summer of 2019 and she'd had a, a lot of health problems for probably about maybe 12 13 years before she died and that's a lot of what led me to do what I am now as the health coach because of the journey she went on but also the journey I'd been on myself with some mental and physical health challenges but in that short period of time I'd lost my mum and had obviously grieved quite intensely right and been through some grief counselling to help me cope and I'd gone through with quite a sub substantial job change at work at exactly the same time that my mum passed away and I'd moved house and you know kind of relocated put my daughter into a new school and then we hit COVID which changed things significantly for many many people. I think COVID alone (laughs) is enough to say I've had too many you know life changes never mind all of the things that led up to that for you wow that's a lot yeah and I I think because of what I'd already been going through personally and with work, when COVID struck, it it really did make me reflect on what was going on and what was important. Yeah, exactly. I then had quite a serious accident, which resulted in an operation and I had to have a metal plate put into my wrist because I broke my wrist. And I couldn't drive for about 10 weeks. It was through... God knows what lockdown, I think three, lockdown number three in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so very isolated, very dependent on my husband at the time um, to do a lot for me and also having lots of problems actually in our marriage. And on the back of all of that, I got to a place where I just knew that I couldn't continue the way I was because I was 
pretty depressed and very um low and just really really unhappy to be quite honest and then when the redundancy came about as I say the initial response was one of panic and worry and just sheer kind of um just real intense fear of what was going to come next especially Mm -hmm. on the financial side Mm -hmm. but then just something clicked because of all of these things that I've been feeling and going through and thinking about that made me think actually maybe this is an opportunity rather than the worst thing that could possibly happen to me Mm -hmm. right it's so hard to make that switch you know when all of this stuff has happened in a short period of time but it's so true Mm. when you can clear the mind of that that fear sometimes when we can clear the mind of that fear we get to look at it as an opportunity now what can I do instead of what do Mm. I do you know what can I do now Um, Yeah, and I think up until that point, I'd always felt very cornered by what I I did for a job and and the salary that I earned because, you know, we built a life on my salary being the main earner. And because of the health issues I'd had for for most of my adult life, actually, I felt stuck that I didn't have a choice, that I'd just somehow, you know, got into this great job and great company but I always felt terrified that it was all going to fall apart and that there was too much resting on my shoulders so for the first time I felt as though there was like a glimmer of escapism if you like that you know I was being made redundant and it wasn't what I wanted but because it was a redundancy there was going to be a little bit of financial security there to give me a pause to think about what came next and that was something that I could never have done by choice no. Because I, I mean, it's too I, fearful. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just yeah. the fearful, but the practicalities from my financial Well, the financial side. support and all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. crazy that we, I mean, the reason why we, I get it. I'm not judging anyone. Um, but the reason why we stay in jobs that don't serve us is because of money. It's just the saddest thing. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't, that makes me sad. I know so many people who are in positions um, that aren't, good for their you know mind body soul they're not good for them but they do because they know that Mm. at the end of that when they're done there's a big payoff in a retirement pension something and it's just it's just sad you know why not do what you love instead yeah and the big learning that I had on the back of all of that was that you know reality is that you have your bills to pay you know your mortgage and and you need to take care of your family and and so on but you you often think there isn't another way because you're just so stuck in 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 the way that you are doing it yeah Yeah. and that often there is another way it's just thinking about it and taking that pause to look at what you could change and do differently and yeah. that might mean you can earn the same money or you could earn even more money. Maybe it means you have to earn a little bit less. And maybe sometimes afford... the money, yeah, and the money yeah. isn't the most important yeah. thing. Your health and your well-being is mm. overall the most important thing. And then, yeah, you make do with maybe cutting back, maybe doing less finance, you know. I, I don't know. There, I just feel so badly for people who feel like they're stuck. Yeah. yeah, and I think it would have been really really difficult if not impossible for me to have walked away by choice absolutely at that point in my life but I was given now what I 
know was a very big opportunity because yeah. of how I was already feeling and starting to process what I'd gone through and what that meant for right. me for the rest of my life for my future meant that when I did get made redundant rather than you know be hit really hard by it emotionally and financially I decided to use that as a springboard to move forward and do something differently and at the time I didn't know what that different thing was I knew that I didn't want to go straight out and apply for jobs in other corporate businesses because that really did scare me if I'm honest you know trying to compete at interviews and and prepare for them and put yourself out there it, yeah it had that, been that at least really 20 fun. years since you had done oh, something God, like yeah. that you know it's it is frightening it's new um, mm. unknown all of that stuff is scary yeah so you know it, it took me quite a bit of time to think about what I wanted to do and I was fortunate enough to have help from some great people who I worked with at Nike who supported me to think about what I knew what I enjoyed in what I did at Nike what skills I had and then combine that with what did I actually want to do you know what was out there for me in terms of my own purpose and, and goals for my life mm-hmm. to then try to formulate an idea which resulted in being the health coach you know was yeah. taking what I knew about the world of Nike and what I'd done then which was all focused on making sport a daily habit and helping people to build a strong happy healthy life through sport and movement but to take that and you know tweak it with what else I knew and and feel is um, important in your well-being and health to be able to really build a healthy lifestyle and yeah that's what led me to where I am now with like coaching Mm -hmm. yeah so you must have gone through some training and and classes and all of that stuff to get to what you're doing now um, and I also yeah. read that you learned you were you had uh, tried things um, like Reiki was um, was that you yeah Reiki and therapy and what are some of the things that you did um, to help you through that time to heal all of those alternative mm. ways that we think uh, we don't think some people may not think of that helped you that you did try like Reiki um, yeah tell, tell us a little bit about that and your experience so. Um, my journey with trying to improve my well-being started oh, about 26 years ago. I started to suffer with extreme anxiety and panic when I was only 19 years old. And back then there was no discussion of mental health. Even the term anxiety wasn't really used, certainly not in the way that it is today. And it was really hard to know what to do. And it was all about fixing it. You know, that was my belief and I guess conditioning because back then it was all about going to see a doctor and looking for a medical solution to Mm -hmm. the problem that would take that problem away Mm -hmm. so you know taking medication was the first step that didn't really work and then over those subsequent 20 something years I took on board trying to find a solution myself and did lots of things that back then when I started to look into those avenues were completely new and nobody was really doing them you know we didn't even really use the internet to look for things like that back then no no, Um, we didn't one of the first things I tried was hypnotherapy yeah um now has grown 
substantially and is very different when I tried that out and that was something that definitely did help me back then especially yeah. with anxiety on a night time and being able to get to sleep and then stay calm to have a restful night and um, yeah Reiki was something that I tried a long time ago again before it's evolved to where it is today right um and just lots of other things I did CBT so cognitive behavioral therapy and um, I've done other types of coaching and, and counseling um and one of the big things for me that made a difference to my health over that journey was exercise now before I worked for Nike I did not exercise I hated sport and PE at school you know I wasn't naturally talented and skilled at any sport and when I started working for Nike I just thought oh my god I'm so not a good fit for this company (laughs) um and you know found it just crazy and so fascinating how everybody seemed to be doing things whether it was team sports or just working out in the gym or going to classes and so that became my world as well you know I exercised but I exercised for all of the wrong reasons I did it to offset other bad lifestyle choices like eating too much or drinking or you know Mm -hmm. staying up too late not sleeping and burning the candle at both ends so to speak um, but then about seven, eight years ago, I really changed my approach to exercise so that it wasn't about that sticky plaster to try and, you know, fix other things that weren't right in my health and well-being. But instead, it was as an approach to really improve my mental and physical health. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, been the biggest Thing that has improved my overall well-being mm-hmm. and definitely helped me to build a stronger mental health over the past seven years since I really like switched up the way that I was exercising and what I was getting from moving my body regularly yeah you know I uh, during the pandemic my sister and I she lived around the corner at the time she's moved since but during 2020 we decided to walk every morning together Um, Not only was it so great for our physical health, because we ended up walking some days an hour and a half because we we had the time, Uh, (laughs) didn't have really anything else to do. Um, And and it was the summer, I think, no, it was was March, April, May. Um, So I was teaching. So I was teaching on the computer. So I really didn't have to get in the car and commute anywhere. So it was a whole bunch of time opened up in the mornings for me. And um, so we were walking every every day again an hour and a half some days because we could and we just felt like and we chatted it was just such a great opportunity for both of us to process what was going on in the world as much as we could but at least had each other to bounce things off of um moving the body and i found that when i don't do that daily if i don't which i haven't in the past 2 weeks i've been in some weird funk but when I don't, it directly affects my mental health. And, you know, of course it's helping me physically. Um, But yeah, my main purpose of walking these days really is to sort of just regulate my emotions and myself and um, my mental health. So uh, really, again, some people dislike exercise, like you said, Um, but if you view it in a different way, 
then you may start to look at it as something that you just can't live without <laughs> you know yeah and like water and i and, talk and, about it yeah as movement rather than exercise because mm-hmm. exercise especially for women can hold so many negative yep. beliefs and stories so you know it's all about moving your body and that can come in so many different ways and I love right. what you talked about there with walking because I love walking as well and it yeah especially when you're outside that has so many positive effects as well as the yeah. fact you are moving your body so you yeah. know it's a win-win all around when you get outside even if it's just for 10 minutes agree, you know yeah. the start of your day or end of your day I agree. And I think, um, I think I want to talk a little bit about how you maybe, I, I mean, this is what I promote is, and tell me what you think, because you're, you're the expert. I'm not, I'm just a layman. <laughs> I always say, if you can only go for 10 minutes, go for 10 minutes. Like, and, and, and if you go, if you, if you want to increase, then just the next week, add another five or 10 minutes. Don't go all like expect to go all out at once. Um, because then you maybe stop, you know, like, oh, I can't walk today because I'm in so much pain from walking too long <laughs> yesterday, you know, like don't set yourself up, just do little bits at a time. Um, and I feel like I want to talk about that. I want to talk about your program and how you do help women incorporate routines and habits, because mm. I find habits are very hard for me to hold on to. Um, but after the break, I'm going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about your program, how you help women exactly, specifically. And I really want to learn how you teach women to keep a habit, because that's the hardest thing for me. And maybe you don't know, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I want to know what you teach your, your clients. And we'll be back in just a second. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm here with Nicola Mercer. Remember, she is a transformation health coach who helps busy working women. And I have a question for her. I'm hoping she can help me with. How do you build a habit and keep it? Because I can't do it. (laughs) I need your help. I need your help. I feel like I've got great. I have, I have morning routines. I have nighttime routines. I do these every single day. So why can't I just get up off my ass and get outside and go for a walk like, uh, automatically. Uh, And I think I know why. Um, but I'm wondering how do you help women to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. And there isn't an easy answer to give, (laughs) but ultimately forming a habit comes down to knowing why you want to achieve something so habits are extremely powerful you know over half of our lives every single day happen through the habits that we've got and most of the habits that we have have been built in quite early childhood and they sit there in our subconscious mind and I talk about them as an old-fashioned filing cabinet if you imagine one of those big metal 
filing yes. cabinets that have those cardboard hanging files in there and you know in the yeah. old days you used to alphabetically yeah. store things in them and so on and that's what our brain is like and it wants to use habits because going to one of those files aka the habit conserves energy for the brain because it's easy it just has the file there it executes it and this is happening all of the time and i might add it's a format like a bit of safety net like you know it's safety you know what to expect and so i think my hat all right i might be answering the question but (laughs) i think what happens is i go back to that safety of sitting on my ass and not getting up like that's the that's the safe thing for me to do for some reason yeah so what you're talking about there is definitely mindset related and that's why mindset sits at the center of my five pillars that I focus on because the mindset is ultimately where everything starts from whether it's about your health or anything else in your life that you want to change or do or achieve yeah it all comes from the mindset so yeah that the habits are really powerful and if you want to create a new habit you really need to do that consciously and you do that by being clear on why you want to do something so in your example Liz talking about the walking mm-hmm. you mentioned when you were doing the walking every day during lockdowns that you got so much from it you know it was benefiting your mental health you probably felt more energized motivated I think you mentioned that you, you just felt much more switched on and absolutely alert. So absolutely on, yeah. I even I'm mean, not it's yeah. not about losing weight but I lost a lot of weight from mm-hmm. you know just taking better yeah. care of myself and walking mm-hmm. so much every day yeah yeah so what I start with is breaking down someone's goals so you might come to me as a client and say my goal is to lose weight and then we'd really dig into that because your goal probably isn't really about losing weight it's what's actually going to come as a result of the weight loss which may be more um, energy and motivation and clarity or more control in your life those kinds of things and they probably all matter because maybe it's that you mm-hmm. are struggling to perform in your job or you want a promotion or you want to change your relationship it could be anything and not, and that's what we dig into to really understand what is it that you actually want to gain? And then you work backwards from there as to why that's important to you. And I talk about why being the biggest little question you can ask yourself, because mm-hmm. when you get really clear on your why, that's what's going to keep you motivated. Yep. To do something to then build a habit. And all a habit is, is a repeated behavior. That's repeated enough so that it does become a habit. Now, some things are much more... Um, it's a natural to become habits than something like walking you know because to walk there's things that have to happen yeah to you have to get your shoes on to do the walk. you have yeah. to wear just the right outfit yeah. for the weather so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so maybe you know something like drinking more water during the day can be a very different type of habit to form than actually going outside and and walking likewise um, perhaps someone who speaks quite negatively to themselves and is trying to change that you know there's very small things that you can start to do that would become habits much faster and probably easier than something which is more action driven like going for a walk but likewise it, it can become a habit it is possible to build that in and mm. it, it really does connect to why you want to do that 
and you know on those days where you like you said you've been in a bit of a funk the last two weeks yeah, and you're not yeah. feeling as though you want to go for a walk it's it's coming back to a why does that matter to you what is it that you get from going for a walk where does that sit in your life and who you are and how you want to live so if your life is about being a person who takes care of their health and respects their body then you would connect with that when you have that feeling of oh haven't got time for a walk or it's too hard I can't really be bothered I feel too drained and tired or you know whatever it might be that pops into your head to um, prevent you from just doing it straight away you then go to that value you've got of being a healthy person who respects their body right. and say okay I know this is hard but I'm going to go for walks that it's about making a part of who you are so it right. becomes a very natural part of you your lifestyle and your routines yep yep that mm-hmm. helps I feel like for me I'd probably have to write that what I'd have to de- dig deep into that why understand I know this is for me um mm-hmm. I know that I know <laughs> and understand that I am worth that health and wellness. Um, and I know I have the time, you know, there's no weather that won't, that will stop mm. me quite frankly, because mm. I was out there in freezing cold snow weather and heat. Um, so it really is, it really is, it really is. I have to write mm-hmm. down my why, why do I, why is this important mm-hmm. for me? Um, so I have to dig deep and write down yeah. why, 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 <laughs> just why, yeah. I want to yeah. be that person. And I was that person for a long time. And that's why this habit thing is just, it throws me because I, I can get up, I get up every morning. I have my two cups of coffee. I journal, um, I meditate, I do all of those things. And then it comes time for that walk. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I just have to revisit. Yeah. I might write a phrase down in my journal now every morning, just to say why. Mm. yeah that sounds like a great idea and there's a lot there's a lot of kind of technical detail if you like with habits as well and building habits as well as changing habits that you don't want to keep doing because we all have lots of bad habits don't we um (laughs) and you know we dig into things like that as well because you really need to look at what cues you have going on so there's probably a cue there that is you know initiating that thought of okay it's time for a walk and what does that cue mean what is it that your body that your mind is craving at that point and then how can you you know build in a routine a response to to that cue and the craving as well so yeah there's lots that you can work on to really dig deep into actually building specific habits and making to say sure that you're repeating them if I don't bring my clothes downstairs from upstairs, I don't, they won't, I won't Mm. do it. So I have to have, I, it's crazy, but it's not crazy. I have to have my clothes folded up next to the bed on the um, bedside table with everything from socks to the sneakers are downstairs already, but socks, my undergarments, you know, shorts, t-shirt, they all have to be there ready for me to grab as I get up and go downstairs to make my coffee. Um, because if they're not, and then I get changed down there in the living room because no one's no one's awake at, when I wake up at four a.m. and uh, <laughs> I and if I don't do any of that, if I don't bring them down, I won't go back up. It's I, yeah, I don't know what that is in my brain, um, but that's something I've learned that I have to do, which means 
the night before I have to get those clothes out and, you know, at, and put them next to my bed. So yeah, but that's a great practice to have. I think so. You know, it sounds helped. like you're yeah. aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that you've set that intention the night before by placing all of your clothes there next to the bed, you know, yeah. you've made that intention and it is going to be hard at the beginning for anyone you know we'll all have tried to change something at some point in our life and you know how hard it is because again our brain wants to just naturally fall into those files that it's got there stored and pull them out because that's the easy thing for it to do and at the beginning and often for some time to come the reality is that it will take willpower and it will take commitment and it will yeah. take dedication consistency, consistency. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and also those files really relate to anything in our lives mm. anything not just you know let's call it exercise even though it's really movement healthy mindful movement is what I call it um but it really can apply to anything those files are our beliefs and our thoughts and our mindset you know, the things that create what we're, our mindset and our uh, beliefs, you know, we can have those, those old files, I, old because there are old thoughts and beliefs. Um, and, and it can be about movement or it can be about anything. It can be about, oh, food, yeah. it can be about relationships. It can be about uh, our thoughts around money, our thoughts around career, our thoughts around relationships and uh, anything. So this actually applies to everything in your life, not yeah. just movement and um, oh, absolutely. physical health. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's talk more about your program. You said you had five pillars. Um, do you have a name for your program? I do. Yes. So I've got a brand new one-to-one program, which I run online. So you know, oh, I can good. work with so anybody, anybody virtually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the wonder of Zoom and technology, one of the best things to come out of the pandemic. Yes. Um, yeah. So the program is called Mind Body Collective. Love it. And that's because as we're talking about, the mind is so important to everything that we do. And I really want to help women to see that connection between the mind and body that you know to build a healthy lifestyle isn't only about going to the gym or isn't only about going on a diet or you know which are the two things many many women focus on when they think about making a healthier life for themselves I want people to really re-educate themselves on that connection between the mind and body and how everything does correlate and and come together to create the way you live and the way you feel and that's what those five pillars are about so the mindset sits at the center yeah with movement nutrition sleep and stress around the outside because all of those things are so intrinsically linked yeah to our sleep, well-being sleep is such an underrated um i know it's becoming more and more mm. uh well known explored talked about but sleep is people get your sleep get your deep sleep yeah get your restful absolutely. sleep yeah sleep is so important and, and i do know when you start to move your body a bit more and your nutrition is right on um whatever nutrition is best for your specific body makes you feel good your you your sleep is perfect it's it's the best you yeah. know and that, that's why i've chosen those five because they are mm-hmm. the big things that really do come together to put out you know the type of life that you then live because 
sleep impacts what you eat what you eat impacts what you sleep likewise the stress the way you move you know if you're not putting the right fuel into your body both mentally and through nutrition you're not going to have the energy to move you're probably going to feel more stressed and you know those things everyone I'm sure will know do connect when you feel more stressed you tend to make poor food choices and you get lazier and you talk more negatively to yourself and all of that means you don't sleep as well and you worry and it's just that cycle just a bad cycle Mm -hmm. yeah so the program really focuses on those five things but it's very um prescriptive to what an individual has going on for themselves and what Mm -hmm. their own goals are so you know somebody might be really all about trying to improve their health through what they eat and and losing weight but somebody else who I've worked with was really focusing on their mindset around you know running their own business and the uncertainty that comes with that and knowing that to be successful in their business they really need to focus on their own health and well-being to be Mm -hmm. the best that they can to be productive to have that energy and motivation every day to show up and stay focused on the goals that they want to achieve in their business. So, so although yeah. you have these, so you have these five pillars mm-hmm. and you move through all of them with a one-on-one client. It's really is still individualized with yeah, what their absolutely. higher needs are and how you can help them. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds great. How, is there, is it a length? Like, is there specific uh, six weeks or is it just as many times as you need? No, so the, the program is a um, 12 week program. So there are 12 one to one sessions that we work together on. So over you know, a period of three months to really dig deep. And we start by getting really clear on what's going on, what somebody wants to achieve, why they want to achieve that. So then, you know, we, we have that clarity about where to start and what we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I work through. Um, a framework of clarity control and consistency so it's about getting clear and then starting to get in control which is where the habits come in and and knowing that you have the power within you you know building your self-belief and self-worth to then move into the consistency part which is making those habits part of your routines and lifestyle and taking those small steps which I think you touched on before and I'm all about that you know it's it's definitely about taking very small steps and continuously reflecting on the movement you have had and the gains that you're getting and the changes that you're seeing yeah Yeah. that that builds more momentum and motivation when you can see that you are making progress yeah I'm all about data (laughs) you know as a school teacher here in the states that we are required and asked to take a lot of data on students, how often they do this, how, whatever. Um, and I, and I'm also like, I really like numbers. I'm a numbers kind of person. So I literally feed off of data. So, um, like my sleep, we talked about sleep. I look at my sleep every morning. How was my deep sleep? How was my restful sleep? How many hours total did I sleep? How, what was my heart rate during sleep? And then, you know, I look at how many steps I have every day. You know, I, I really, um, am motivated with data. And I think it's so important when you're in a program like this, that you do reflect back on, well, when I first started, what was I able to do? And now what am I able to do? Because you're right. It does. It, those it's 
again, it's not about the weight. It's about your health and wellness mm. and it's non-scale victories, non-scale wins. Like, how am I feeling now? Um, and journaling, I think is so important. The people who I talk to in my business, I'm saying this to them, not to you necessarily, Nicola, but I, journaling is so important and journal in any way that you feel, feel works for you, whether it's, um, bullet points with just how you're feeling or anything, because you get to see patterns over days and weeks of journaling of maybe your, how you're feeling about something. Maybe you uncover beliefs that you didn't know you had deeply rooted in you. Um, or maybe you see successes and you, you see it on the paper mm -hmm. and you feel it in your body and you're like, this is helping me. So I know I just went off on a tangent a little bit, but, um, it's important to track your progress. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's where because, that thought came yeah. from. <laughs> so. Yeah, we all get caught up in the busyness of life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, lots of the women who I work with and have in my community have a default of just putting themselves down and, you know, berating themselves. And or last. Thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is really important to keep taking stock of the fact that you are taking small steps. Yeah. Because quite often you know again the way we've been conditioned and the way our society is we want instant gratification we want the results straight away and when we don't get those results then we just go straight to the point of failure and you know why are we doing this and that's right point let's just stay where we are right so you know it is really important to see the progress that you make in yeah. every little step along that way so how can people find you um website, social media, anything like that. If they yeah. love the idea of this program and they're ready, they're ready yeah. to uh, make that change and put themselves first. So yeah, I'm online with the website lifenow.uk. So you can find out more about me there and how to work with me and connect on the website. I'm on Instagram mainly. I do tend to hang out. You'll see a lot on there in my stories every day. And hopefully lots of inspiring posts. So if you are thinking, you know, you're at a point where you would like to start to make change, but you're not sure how to go about it, then please reach out on Instagram. I'm lifenow underscore coaching. So I'm really easy to find on Instagram as well. And then, yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm out there on everything as lifenow coaching. Okay, good. All right. And I'm assuming that we will share all of that in the podcast notes. Everyone who's listening, you don't need to write that down. Um, but we will we will put it all in the notes so you can access it easy, uh, easily. Um, it's Life Now Coaching. And again, on Instagram, there's an underscore between Life Now and Coaching. I'm probably going to jump on there when I hang up here and follow you um, and share it with everyone, <laughs> everyone that I know. Um, that's exciting. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to promote or share before I ask you those three questions that I ask everybody? Yeah, I'll just drop in here, Liz, that I do have a free challenge that you can download. It's called Win Your Worth. And this really helps you to get clear on why you matter and why you should take care of yourself. Because this is where a lot of women come unstuck. You know, they, they know that they want to be healthier, but then they just think, oh, I can't do it, or I don't know how to, or I'm not like her over there. She knows what to do. And yeah, I've just got to crack on the way I am and, you know, all of that. So this really helps you to start getting clear on 
the fact that you are very valuable and that you do need to know your worth and that you are worth taking care of. So you can download that. If I'll give you the link as well to pop that into the show notes. Oh, that would be great. Thank you. Yeah. It's so called you win, win Your Worth. Win Your Worth. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like so that a five, lot. five days of emails with lots of like coaching, inspiration, downloadable workbooks. And by the end of it, you'll be definitely raring to go to build some new habits. That sounds great. Thank you so much for sharing that and for offering that. That's wonderful. Um, all right. Are you ready? I am. Yes. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, so here are my three questions. When you are feeling at your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Oh, definitely out walk and listening to a podcast. Yeah, yeah I love that. You should listen mm. to one. I It's called Heal. Um, oh, <laughs> it's a really good one. Um, okay, thank you. And a book. If you had one book that you would recommend to your clients, what would it be? Oh, yeah. So this book was definitely part of my journey to you know, becoming the health coach when I was made redundant. I'd read it the year before during one of the lockdowns and it just had such a huge impact and I recommend this to so many people. It's called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying and it's by Bronnie Ware. She's an Australian writer and she worked for most of her life with patients, with people who were at the end of their life. Now it sounds really deep and it sounds a bit morbid, but it's not. It's really inspiring. Inspiration. It does, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's amazing because it really does make you reflect on the fact that you do only have one life. That's the reality for all of us. And, you know, we don't want to get to the end and have these regrets. And she tells the story of how there are five regrets that most of the people she's cared for yeah. have at the end of their life. So, you know, that was something that really had sparked a lot of thought in me after my mom passed away and I read the book because I thought you know I don't want to have these and actually if I was to die right now or at that point they were some of the things that I would have had as regrets so I, you know I want to change that so I don't have those when I do come to that point of my life that's wonderful thank you that's the mm. first time that one's been recommended and it sounds familiar I feel like I've heard that one before um all right Last question. If money was no object, what would you be doing? I would definitely want to be doing what I'm doing now, but on a different scale. So something that I have thought about, you know, when you have that chat of, oh, if I won the lottery, what would I do? Is, you know, do this kind of thing. But I'd really want to somehow bring young girls into it because that's my ultimate vision is about having an impact to help young girls see that living a healthy lifestyle is very normal and how to do that and you know have that that respect from a very young age as they grow up to take care of themselves so some kind of center that had lots of different things women could do to improve their well-being in some way you know have lots of different experts and and events going on and things like that that brought people together and if money was no object, I would scale that globally as well. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you so much. It was really nice to get to know you and to talk to you. And I think that my listeners will really enjoy not only your story, but the program sounds fabulous as well. Um, and that free download, um, right? You said, is it on your website, lifenow.uk or is it it's yeah. something else? Okay. 
you can access it through the website yeah perfect. and i can give you a link to go directly perfect. to it as well yeah perfect oh thank thanks you so Liz. yeah it's been great thank it's you. lovely to talk to you and everybody else i will return in just one second if you're in the mansfield massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga meditation great workshops and life coaching support check out mainstream coaching and wellness mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time, but until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.